Welcome to that D&D show. Here's a quick recap of the last episode. You're in the Jazzy Rat Tavern. And a mysterious figure steps out from the shadows from the corner of the bar. He's wearing a long trench coat and a fedora hat. And as he walks towards you, coming into the light, you see a tabaxi, which is basically a cat person. You're all standing at the bar at this point, and he says, Excuse me. I uh, saw you guys handling yourself back there, and, well, I'm a private investigator. There's been a few murders reported lately, and... Oh, dear. To be honest with you, I could use your help while I look into them. I'm in. Orm will gladly help. I'll take his gold. Something tells me they're going to need me, so yes. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, my God, I love to help. After agreeing to help with the investigation, the following day, the players head with Navu to the first location of a dead body, a shop called Lush's that sells aromatherapy oils and fragrances. The players walk into the shop. There's some squeaky wooden floors and you can see lots of vials with different fragrances and scented waters. And you see this elderly figure of an elf lying dead on the floor. The adventurers find an unfinished written letter which reads, Dear Mr. Pennington, I have been your tenant now for many years and now I have never been more discontented. Your rent is too high and your demands are too unreasonable. I have had enough. My thought is he's been set on by this Pennington dude. Right, so let's head over to Mr. Pennington's manor, shall we? Welcome to A Dysfunctional Adventure by That D&D Show. You set off your journey walking through the town streets, heading towards Pennington Manor. It's about midday, the sun is shining, but there's a chill in the air. And in the distance, you see a grand mansion on the top of a hill. As you approach, you see it's gated. It looks far better of a residence than anything you've seen lately. Maybe not you, Delvey, but the rest of you. It's quite disappointing, really. I thought they said he was a lord. Oh, well. You make your way through the gated entrance and Navu says, So how do you guys want to approach this? I think we should just go through the front door. Let's go. We can go check out the front door, maybe. So while they're discussing, Cass is just going to skip up to the front door and like knock. So you, you, while me and Delvey are having a conversation, you just skip right through us. La, 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 in between la. us, knock. So Cass, you go up and knock on the door. Yep. And um, a servant comes and opens the door. A smartly dressed, grey-haired halfling opens the door. Hi. Get get so back, low. Fairy. Get back. <clears throat> so low, not high. Get it? Yeah. That's my one piece of dad yeah. joke for this episode. <laughs> Boom. I would l- get back, Fairy. I would like an audience with his lordship, Lord Pennington. Yes, we Shut would. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm hiding behind <laughs> Alana. Seems though I'm so scruffy. And um, Navu comes um, to the door as well, and he's like, "Yep." Yeah, um, 
We're here on official police business, so... And she's the daughter of the king. I am the Lady Delvey, and these are my squires and my... She's my best friend. uh, No, he's not. It's my squires and my honour guard, my protection. Navu is just, like, (sighs) hearing you guys talk. (laughs) So, um... He's once he realizes that this is a police business, he's coming, 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 and um, asks you to wait in the sort of lounge area. In the distance, though, you see like a gym area and there's like a boxing ring and weights and stuff. But inside the ring, you see a centaur, a male centaur. Ooh. Hello, is he centaur? <laughs> I mean, we weren't even offered any refreshments or anything. Does he have hands? He he does have hands. <laughs> he, does have, he he does look. He's quite a good-looking guy, um, and he's quite well ripped as well. Is he a bit of a stallion, Rob? Yes. Oh, yes. I've got a crush. <laughs> um, so the halfling um, ha- uh, butler has left. He's walked off. What do you guys want to do? He's just walked off and left us. There. <laughs> he's just told you to wait in the, this waiting area. I want to have a little look around, just like look at any paintings or any stuff that might be on the walls or, you know, anything that might, you know, just all the decorations, really. Just going to scratch myself for a bit. I'm not going to steal, yeah, I'm not going to steal anything yet. I'm going to wait till I can get to the good stuff. Okay. Where do you go, Lana? (laughs) Where indeed? I think I want to go and see this centaur. I think the DM is... uh put the uh, the start of some sort of uh, weird porn movie in play. As you're scratching your fleas. Yeah. I didn't say fleas, but thank you very much for that. And uh, Cass is just looking around and... Poking Ooh. stuff and, like, if there's a, I don't know, grandfather clock, she's going to, like, look and maybe try and get inside behave, it. Behave. <laughs> Delby's, like, telling Cass to behave and, and just sort of keeping... Herself to herself, acting in a gracious way. Yes, okay. manner. And uh, Alana walks off into the to the next room, which which is open, so you can see through. Mm-hmm. Trots off. And um, get my trot. You on. see this uh, centaur sort of lifting wakes with his big biceps. Oh, hello there. Oh, we're going to see Tina's moves now. <laughs> Got a very deep voice there. <laughs> Believe hello. me, I don't have any. Um, who are you? Hello. So he turns and looks at you, but has this complete look of disappointment on his face. That's so true to life. <laughs> you did it, Rob. You did this. Now I feel bad. You know, I was really confident coming in here tonight as well. Thanks, guys. <laughs> D&D, destroyer of souls. So the centaur says, Hey, what are you doing here at the gym? This is no place for a woman. Is that a challenge? A challenge? <laughs> You're not even good enough to clean my shoes. <laughs> He's wearing shoes. No, but if he was... On his hooves. Horseshoes. <laughs> yeah, he could be shod. Yeah, horseshoes. Fair enough. Care to put your money where your mouth is? I mean, I wouldn't want to take your money, darling. It's good because I don't have any because I paid How the bar bill. How much money do you have? I don't because I paid her bar bill, didn't I? didn't realise you I? went out looking for money. Bill. Well, he that. says, well, um, no, I'm, no, if someone's going to lay down, lay down the challenge, Alana's not going to walk away. See, you don't even have any money to challenge me with. No, I don't. When you get some, come and see me. But until then, stop wasting my time. 
Go find somewhere in the kitchen and make yourself useful or something. He's an absolute prick. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I'm going to skulk over and offer her my seven gold pieces. Oh. So you, 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 you oh. overhear this, do you? I do. And you've got seven gold pieces. I have. Oh, okay. I love you, bugbear. <laughs> my name's Orm. Yeah, well, I can't. I can never pronounce your name. I'm just going to call you Bug. Nor can anyone else. Bug. Be Bear. Orn. Be Bear. Be Bear. So as you go over and give her your gold, Mr. Pennington oh. comes down. Here we go. He's a half orc, half human, quite greyish skin. He's well dressed, very well spoken. His hair slicked back. He's got pointy ears, and his orc teeth are quite big and sharp and are a prominent feature in his lower jaw. As he walks down the stairs, you can see him smoking a cigarette. And the closer he gets, the more smoky he smells. And it's obvious he smokes a lot. Half orc, half human, all a-hole. He faces you all, he looks you up and down, and he says, Hello, yes, you all wanted to see me. My Lord Pennington, my name is Lady Delvey. I am the daughter of the king. She is, you know. Make a persuasion. Five. With a five, he says, I've never seen you before. Well, no, obviously. What king do you claim to be the daughter of? <laughs> the king king. Oh, my God, don't you know who the king is? <laughs> and he's like, why are you here just to waste my time? I mean, like... Do you not believe her? Like, she really is. She really, 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 really is. I'm, you, you know what the king is like. He's not, it's not, I'm not exactly on everybody's radar. He has to keep some of his children a secret. Otherwise, the kingdom would be in chaos. See, at this point, when Cass starts going on, Navu steps in. He's like, hi, I'm, I'm Navu. Uh, I'm a private investigator and this is my team. Reluctantly says that, does he? <laughs> Hi. And I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to grab his hand. I'm going to start to shake it. I'm Cass and I really, really, really love your house here. You've got such a lovely house. Um, I've especially liked all the paintings in, in, in the hallway. They are so cool. Are they your family? Uh, Navu interrupts. It's like, I, I apologize for my uh, winged friend. Associate. And he turns to you and says, just go and sit down, will you? Okay. And uh, <laughs> he pulls out a little ball of yarn, which he would have because he's a cat. And he says, just go and play with this. <gasps> oh, wow, thanks. <laughs> He's like, um, I'm sorry again. Um, we're, we're investigating a, a death in uh, one of your properties. And uh, we heard you had an argument with uh, Franklin Lusher. Yes, yes, I'm familiar with Franklin. I wasn't aware he passed, though. Sad. I'll need to find a new tenant. Tell me. How did he die? Well, uh, we were hoping that you could share some information. And they carry on talking. And Alana, you've got, uh, you know you've got seven gold pieces and you're, you're eyeing up this, uh, this centaur. I am indeed. I still want to challenge this centaur. Lord Pennington sees you looking at the centaur. He stops his conversation with Navu, turns to you and he says, I see you've an interest in Barry. Barry the centaur. <laughs> He's my head of security. Have you had a chance to say hello yet? Yes, he's um he's he's rather annoyed me to be quite honest with you. He's uh he's uh been quite derogatory towards um the female of the species. So I've challenged him um and asked him to put his money where his mouth is. And we were just getting to the negotiations. 
Uh, Lord Pennington says, ha, ha. My dear girl, you shouldn't take it so seriously. It's only words, after all. But maybe this could be a little bit of fun. Perhaps we could put a little wager on. Ha, ha. Name your terms. How does everybody feel about gambling on a little wrestling match? Uh, well, bear in mind I have no money now. I have no money. What about you, royal blood? Fancy a little punt? <laughs> <laughs> what do you just call me? Punt. <laughs> punt. Well, as you know, you know what my father is like, and unfortunately my mother was very adamant I did not go down his path. So... I would not like to break my mother's heart by gambling. Oh, no fun. But by all means, yes, if you want to wrestle with him, go ahead. It's your money you're losing after all. However, I do enjoy blood sports, so I would like, quite like to watch. Fine by me. So, what do you want to do? You've, you've got the go-ahead to, to get in there and wrestle. As just our curiosity, using my stealth, would I be able to brush past Barry and just strike a slight nerve to make him off balance? So Barry's in the ring. Okay. <laughs> be slightly awkward if I climb in the ring and then get back out again. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I use wisdom to check to see if he has any weaknesses that I can share by watching him doing his workouts and stuff? See if there's any. Um, bearing in mind I am trained. <laughs> I like that, B-Bear. No, because it's just going to be dice rolls. Bastard. <laughs> so he's just in B-Bear. <laughs> oh, God. How did I not see that? That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just in B-Bear. <laughs> I mean, it's easier to say than Orm. Orwin? Orwin. Okay. Um, Alana, mm. what, do you, what do you say to... Barry. Come on, Barry. Glove up, son. So Barry says, Have you got my dinner ready yet? <laughs> I'm going to shove your beaten two veg. <laughs> um, no. Come on then. How much gold are you putting up? I've got seven. <laughs> seven gold pieces. I can spare some loose change. Sure. <laughs> Jump in. We'll do a series of strength contests. Okay. And we'll wrestle the other person down. Mm -hmm. um, we'll say the, the first to three wins. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you roll a d20, add your strength. Okay. I'll roll a d20 and we'll see who wins the battle. Okay. So while this is going on, while everyone else is distracted, can I do just a little investigation check if there's any like little knickknacks around I can pocket? Where do you want to look? Because at the moment you're downstairs in like a gym area. I'm going to go to the loo. Do you declare that you're going to the loo? I'm going to the toilet. Where is the bathroom? Oh, upstairs, second to the right. Take the first left and then it's the fourth room. Thank you. You're so kind. So I'm going to go to the loo and see if there's anything like litter I can shove in my pocket on the way. Um, There's nothing you can shove from walking in the corridors. You could poke, you could stop into a room. Yeah, I can do that. Um, make a stealth check just to make sure. So you're going to just go into one of the random rooms on upstairs. Yeah. I get 23. So you slowly open the door and there's nobody inside, but you do see what seems to be a bit of a, an office or a study. And you go inside and yeah, make an in investigation to look around. 13. 13. You do find a list of addresses, which are his other properties. You find um, a letterhead with his uh, sort of seal on, 
and his signature already signed, but nothing's written on it. Okay. So I'll take I'll take both of those because that might be useful for the investigation. Is there anything of value? So that seal, you know, could possibly be used for forgery at a later date. Okay. Um, and you find a silvered spoon. Okay, I'll pocket those. Yeah, quill and ink. So quill and ink, a silvered spoon. You have a official document of the Pennington household and a list of all of his properties and addresses. Right, so I'm going to go to the toilet because I do actually still need to pee after drinking all that alcohol yesterday. Is that a one or a two? <laughs> Both while I'm here, I might as well. Well, you're sitting down anyway. Yeah. Whilst you are relieving yourself. No one goes to the toilets in stories and movies and stuff, do they? No. Um, let's have this little wrestling match. Round one, fight. Alana, so Barry the Centaur has put seven gold pieces in and you've put your seven gold pieces. Mm -hmm. Winner takes all. Three rounds, best of three. Mm -hmm. So you roll a strength. Two. I got a one. Oh. <laughs> uh, so hang on, you got plus plus what with yours? Um, plus three. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you got two plus three, so it's five. I got a one plus my modifier, uh, which means you still win. So, Alana, after that round, it's uh, you both sort of struggle to. You're both apprehensive a little bit. He's you know trying trying to show off and trying to get a little bit easy at the same time. But you manage to just get, you know he's you 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 push him over and he, he stumbles and falls over. Ugh. But round one to you. Yes. Round two, roll. Seven, four plus three. So I rolled a 19 plus my three. So he gets up after you've knocked him down and he's pissed and he... Now he's going to try. Now he's going to try and he grabs you and just throws you down effortlessly. He's like, I'm not playing now. Round three. This is for the winning round. Round three. Fight. 17 plus three. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay, I got an 18. Oh! So... Uh, you're both you're both putting up a fight, bit of a bit of a tussle, but you manage to um, you manage to wrestle him down, and uh, he starts crying. <laughs> I can't believe it. I lost to a girl, and he gets out of the ring and just locks himself in the nearest changing room, and you can hear him sobbing behind the door. He looks like a horse, but he acts like a pussy. And uh, Lord Pennington's like, well done, well done, jolly good. Here's your winnings. And hands you 14 gold pieces. There you go, B-Bear. Have seven. Oh, thank you very much. At uh, this point, Delvey comes back. Well done. Congratulations. I believed in you the whole <clears throat> time. And uh, Navu uh, says, uh, well, Mr. Pennington, thank you for your time. Um Make sure uh, you're around so if I've got any further questions, I can come find you. And you guys um, leave. Cass is going to go up to um, Navu yep. and be like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. That you, you know that wall that I gave you? Here you go. That I gave you? Uh, that you gave me. Oh, sorry. That's exactly what I meant. Oh, my God. I can't believe I said that. I crocheted you a scarf with it with my wand. Here you go. So it's, it's only a small ball of yarn. So his, you've got a small little scarf. Yeah, it's a little thin <laughs> scarf, like a little thin scarf. Um, Just, you know, because we're friends now, because you gave me something. Okay. You see him take it and what looks like put it in his pocket. Oh, my God. He loves me. But really, he dropped it on the floor. Well, who knows? <laughs> Um, and you guys leave and Navu 
turns to you, Delvey, and he says, uh, did you find anything when you uh, went to the toilet? You were gone, f- you've gone a little bit longer than you needed to be. Maybe. I might have done something useful. Well, do share. Are, are we out of the gate yet? Uh, this is, yeah, you're just walking down this sort of path and you've just come out the gate. Out the gate. Okay, so these are his properties. Have, has anybody else died here? So he looks through and he sees one of the addresses and he's like, yeah, there's a girl reported missing in this house. Fuck, maybe we should check that out. Well, let's go then. One of us had to have done something useful. Hi everyone, it's Tina here, also known as Alana the Centaur. Just wanted to take a quick break to thank you for listening to our episode. If you're enjoying it so far, please like, subscribe or rate us depending on what platform you're listening to us on. It really does help us and makes a huge difference. I'd also like to say thanks to our sponsor, mysterydicegoblin.com, who have given each and every one of our listeners a 15% discount code for their next purchase. Go and get yourself some new dice or even pick up a mystery dice bag. They also make a great gift. Just go to their website, mysterydicegoblin.com, and enter in the discount code DNDSHOW at the checkout for 15% off. For more information, go to our website, thatdndshow.com. Now, back to the show. So you guys make your way down to the address that's recognised, and it's starting to get a bit dark now. The sun is beginning to set. And you have to go through some alleyways to be able to get to this house. So you come off the main path and go down an alleyway. It's quiet, cold, narrow, and about 50 feet in front of you, you see a few dogs, or what appear to be dogs from a distance, eating out of some fallen over bins. What do you guys want to do? Do we just see them as as dogs? We see them. From what I mean, you can roll a insight check to see if you can, if you have a bit more knowledge. But from where you are currently, I've done anybody it. who wants to. I've got seven plus five. You just see that it's a creature on four legs. Insight. Yeah, and that was a twelve. So I got fifteen. Eighteen. Twenty. You got twenty. You got dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. So Orwin, you just see this four fluffy legs. But the rest of you can tell that these are wolves. They haven't yet seen you. You can double back. You can try and approach them. You can try and... How many are there? There's more than three. More than four? Possibly. I mean, it's one each. Orm is rather interested in uh, seeing how Delphi actually handles herself. Delphi might use her bow from a distance, but she, she's going to hide. She's going to hide behind you. <laughs> I guess I am. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm quite hunched over. I'm stealthy. Is there anything in the alleyway to hide behind? There's, um, there's a couple of bins. Ugh. Uh, I think Orwin slept in one of these at one point. You call them bins. I call them my home. How dare you? This is why you smell so bad. Have you had a bath yet? No, there's no need for such luxuries. I don't know. <laughs> What's happening with your accent? <laughs> it's all me senile, he forgets. <laughs> Do you say that out to him, that he stinks? 
Yes. Okay. It's nothing I haven't heard before. Let's see how loudly. Well, I was going to say, I was now going to stealth. They didn't seem to hear you from that. I'm going to stealth towards the bins in the darkness. So it's not it's not completely dark, but the sun is beginning to set. But I'm stealthy. I'm I'm a bugbear. That's okay. So make a stealth check behind the bins. So with a five plus thirteen, that's eighteen big ones, baby. You're hiding behind the bins. I want to creep towards them. So you come out of from behind that's the bins. That's why I'm stealthing up towards them. Where you are about fifty feet away, you've got a couple of bins either side. Yeah. There's no bins for about 45 feet, and there's bins where they are at the end, and it goes around the corner, like a, either way, left or right at the end of, the, of this alleyway. So there's no way, I can't see any way in getting past them unless we turn back, basically. You could turn back, or you could try, if you could think of a way to get past them, fight them. So Cass is gonna sneak up as well. She's gonna sneak forward. Mm -hmm. How close to them are you looking to get? How far away are you again? So he's just gone, if he's gone to the bins, he's just gone like five feet from you guys. Five feet from us. Yeah, so he's still about 45 feet away from the wolves. I mean, it seems pretty pathetic what I just did now then. <laughs> how, how how close am I to the wolves? Uh, 50 feet. Okay, so I'm going to try and get a little bit closer than him and I'm going to try and get within about 35 feet. Okay, so I can actually use a sneak attack on these wolves. And let's face it, we're going to end up fighting them anyway, aren't we? Let's be honest. Well, you never know. We are if you keep fucking yelling like that. <laughs> Cass is going to try and sneak forward to within 35 feet. This fairy feet. is not very sneaky. They're going to see the fairy. Make a stealth check, Cass. Roll a d20 and add your stealth. As soon as they see the fairy, we're fucked. As soon as they hear the fairy, we're fucked. Eight. Eight. Are you singing and skipping over there? Stealthily. No, she, she's actually, this time, she's actually really trying to be quiet. But failing. Yeah. Okay. She's probably, like, looking so f intensely at the walls, like she's probably stepped on something that's made a noise, if you, if you say I'm going to make a noise. Yeah, with an eight, you make you, you do not go very stealthily. Someone's going to be able to use their axe. Did, did they hear? No. They didn't. Okay, so... They, oh. they are feasting on something. Okay, so now, so, so... Or trying to. I'm gonna try. So I'm guessing that there's nobody around that can kind of like see us. I I get an advantage if I do a sneak attack. So why don't you just let me throw an arrow? At throw an arrow? You're gonna throw an arrow, are you? I want I want to try one thing. I want to try one thing. Oh, it's gonna go okay. so badly. What do you want to do? So what I'm gonna do is is Cass thinks this is a great idea. So, so she's gonna the DM. try Look and the smirk stink on them face. out. No. So she's gonna cast. Um, because there's no one around to see, there's no guards around to see and like arrest us. She's going to use her druid craft. Oh, and if you want to make sure, you, you should roll a perception to see if there's okay. anything around. Hang on, so just, just to check, we can't, magic is forbidden in this town, not just the tavern. So like, if, you, if so magic in, if you're going to use destruction magic, use it on somebody, attack somebody, harm somebody. Oh no, this isn't destruction, yeah. this like is just... Like if you're in a bar and you're going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit someone with an axe or whatever. Okay. You know, obviously it's a crime, but... So this was basically the, the cantrip that I'm using in my magic show. So are you going to check for any guards or...? Yeah, I got a ten. From where you are, you can't see anything or okay. anybody. So I'm going to use druid craft and sort of like to the maximum that I can. So if I'm about sort of 35 feet away from them, like five feet nearer to us, so at 30 feet away, I'm going to cast druid craft and... Um, make the uh give the odor of skunk 
in that five foot square right next to them to try and like stink them away in the opposite direction. What's that spell called? It's called Druid Craft. Okay, can you uh, read that out I for anyone who doesn't know what that is? So, um, uh, Druid Craft, so it's an, it's an action and it has a range of 30 feet and it's instantaneous. So, whispering to the spirits of nature, you create one of the following effects within range. So, you create a tiny harmless sensory effect that predicts uh, what the weather will be in your location for the next 24 hours. So, the effects you're going with is a smell. Yeah, so, so that's one effect. So, the other one is uh, you instantly make a flower bloom, a seed pod open, or a leaf bud bloom the other one is so this is what i'm going for you create an instantaneous harmless sensory effect such as falling leaves a puff of wind the sound of a small animal or the faint odor of skunk so you went for skunk not an animal noise that could scare the wolves away well no but it's a small animal <laughs> that the wolves could chase for food perhaps but you do you cass She's you you. trying to stink them out. So, uh, so the effect fits into a five-foot cube. So I'm making the smell just this side of them. So the side closest towards where you are. Um, to try and like stink them out in the opposite direction. So also, um, the, the, the last effect this can possibly have, a later date, uh, you instantaneously light or snuff out a candle, a torch, a small campfire. Okay, so have you got a dice that you need to roll? No, it's a cantrip, so you okay. just do it but there's no spell difficulty check nope. okay so you've so how do you cast a spell is it you have to is it a visual thing you use no wand like how do you cast so, a spell um i swish and flick swish and flick your wand yeah i'm swish assuming and flick and i i can i whisper some 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 magic spell words okay do the funky skunk and how what's the radius of this smell so it starts in a five-foot cube. Presumably, it, it would drift. Okay, so let's let's see. Uh, I'll roll a d4. One, the wind's gonna blow towards them. One or two, it goes towards them. Three or four, it comes back. Right. Two. So the smell goes towards them. And they and they're so scared because they think a skunk is there. They're gonna run away. Or it's the skunk is food, and they're gonna look for the skunk. Or they're just going to ignore it because they're beasts of the woods and the outdoors. They would you think a wolf is scared of skunks? Oh, oh, oh! I know the answer to this, Rob. No. <laughs> but skunks <laughs> can be like, you know, they spray smelly stuff. So do I. So four of the wolves dissipate from this because of the smell. So there's two left that you can see clearly. Uh, you're welcome, everyone. I and in fact, that's actually what she does. She turns around to everyone and goes, you're welcome. Does she say that loudly? Oops. With that, the walls turn. They see you. Everybody roll for initiative. <sighs> they can't see me, though, because I am stealthy. Yep. And you're behind the bin. I'm also stealthy. And you smell like a bin. Five. Two. So five for Orwin. Four. Two for Cass. Four for Delvi. Four. So when two people have the same initiative score, whoever's got the highest dexterity modifier. So what's your dexterity plus uh, on your dexterity? Plus three. Plus three. Um, thirteen plus one. So plus one. So it goes Orwin, Delvi, Alana, and Cass. Okay, and then the wolves. What did you roll then? A one. <coughs>
kept that quiet, dear. Yep. Um, Orwin, you're up. Okay. So you've you, you you can smell, or you've seen, Casse Cloche, Wave Hell Wand, and a foul smell. I'm gonna I'm gonna sniff my armpits, <laughs> see if it's me. Yeah. Then I am gonna continue my stealthiness or my stealth approach to them within 15 feet from the first wolf. So how much speed have you got? I have a speed of... So speed in D&D is movement distance. My walk speed is 30 foot. So you can move 30 feet, okay. So you're 45 feet away, you move 30 feet, to f so you're 15 feet from the first wolf. That's correct. So I am going to um, use my um, surprise attack. So my surprise attack is if I hit a creature that has not taken a turn yet, which is this wolf, uh, the current combat with an attack roll, it takes an extra 2d6. So 2d6. So you take two an extra 2d6 damage. Okay, cool. I'm going to start off with my hitting with quarterstaff. So you, you got like Mr. Stretch Armstrong I'm arms. a bugbear. Huge long bit arms. So I will do my first attempt to attack that's a 10 to hit so you don't quite hit you're a bit overstretched and don't have full control so you've you've missed the first attack okay so miss on the whacking with the stick so delvi you've just seen the bugbear walk up towards the wolves and he's tried to from a distance hit the wolves with his quarterstaff so, I'm going to try and use my sneak attack with my bow. And I'm 50 feet away, my bow's got a range of 80 feet. Okay. On the sneak attack, it says once per turn you can deal an extra 1d6 damage to one creature that you hit an attack with a finesse weapon or a ranged weapon if you have advantage on the attack roll. So if I'm <coughs> sneaking up, well, I'm, they can't, I'm hidden anyway. Yep. So that would give me advantage, wouldn't it? Yep, you'd have advantage. So, I'm going to do that with my bow. So, 15, is that a hit? 15 hits. Yeah, so I'm going to go do my next roll to see what the damage is, and I would have an extra 1d6, wouldn't I? Are you hitting the one on the left or the one on the right of the alleyway? Um, the bugbears hit the one on the left. Well, not, as the case Well, he, he's, <laughs> he's tried to hit the one on the left. Are you shooting at the one on the left or the one on the right? Um, I'll shoot the one that's he that he's attacking just because he's there. Yep. So it's eight plus another d6. Plus five, so it's eight plus five, so that's 13 damage. 13 damage. So how do you want to kill this wolf? Um, I'm just going to get it because I'm, I'm such a good shot that I'm just going to go straight through the eye. So you draw back your bow from the shadows, release the string, your arrow hits the wolf, going straight through his eye, killing it instantly. You're welcome. That's my line. <laughs> Alana, there's uh, four of these wolves have run off, leaving mm -hmm. two, mm -hmm. and Delvey's just uh, taken one out with her bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. Very impressive. Bravo. Axe time, axe time. Oh, I need to take one of my arrows off, don't I? Yeah, I was just I was just looking at that. The thing is, this wolf has hasn't attacked me though. That's the thing, isn't it? Not yet, it? it hasn't. But it's growling and snarling at you. Axe up, then, folks. Axe up. So, what's your speed? 
Your movement um, speed, because you're 50 feet away at the moment. Oh, well, my walking speed is 40 foot. So you can move 40 feet towards it, but you're still 10 feet away. Okay. Oh, it says if you, so charge hooves, if you move at least 30 feet towards a target and hit it with a melee weapon attack in the same turn, you can follow that attack with a bonus action, making one attack against that target with your hooves. So that would be great if you were close enough to attack it. So I'm not quite close enough. So you can dash. Can I dash? As an action, though, but you, it wouldn't leave you with an, with an action to attack. Okay. So you would be right up next to it, but you wouldn't have an action left to, to attack. Okay. If that's what you want to do. Yeah, but if I do that, then I've put myself in direct danger, haven't I? Yeah. But it depends on what your armour class is. 14. Have you got anything you can throw? No. It's, it's one of those gambles that you have to take. I don't want the severe harm of a fairy on my conscience. So what are you going to do? You're going to I'm going to go use for your it. action to dash forwards. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go for it. So that's your move. So you've you've moved, then you've dashed to the point that you are in front of a wolf. Mm-hmm. Do you say anything like Rah! or anything? See these hands? Yeah. They're going to kill you. <laughs> See these hands? See this axe? Zero fucks. <laughs> Cass. So Cass is like, oh my god, I can't believe that I've just done this. And she whirls her wand around above her head, points it straight at the wolf, and um, does chaos bolt. Love the actions, by the way. It's a shame they can't actually see what you're doing. I know. If anyone wants to sponsor us cameras. Yeah, that would be amazing. I was going to say, I think people need to see these actions. We should all do this with GoPros on our heads. Yeah. (laughs) That would be so cool. You can see my fudge dice rolls then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where he goes, yes, I just rolled a, a natural 20. And it's like, that's a one. <laughs> we can see that's a one. Patreon. Okay, so you're using Chaos Bolt. Yep. Okay, Chaos Bolt. I'm going to roll. Just um, just read out Chaos Bolt to everybody. So Chaos Bolt is actually one of my favorites. So you hurl an undulating, warbling mass of chaotic energy at one creature within range. Uh, you make a ranged spell attack against that target. On a hit, the target takes... 2d8 plus 1d6 of damage. But a different d- damage type. Yeah, different damage type. So it's acid, cold, fire, force, lightning, poison, psychic, or thunder. Um, so you pick one of the d8s that you rolled, and depending on which one you, you'd rather go for, you can pick one of those. So while you're doing this, Orm looks at you and just curls up into a ball and hopes that your magic works. <laughs> because he's a bit nervous, bearing in mind what he's seen thus far. So I rolled before I explained, and uh, it was a six. Okay, so you rolled a six for your Chaos Bolt attack. Yeah. So you, you, um, I mean, you're pretty wild with your magic anyway, so you shoot it, but you you miss. Um, And it goes off into the distance. He misses me though, right, good? (laughs) He misses you, yeah, with the six he misses you. Uh, So you miss. Wolf's time. So the wolf, Alana, is going to bite you. No, it's not. I rolled a one. (laughs) Are there not consequences? Consequence. Consequence. Okay, if you guys can think of a consequence. Fall over. Oh, hang on. He's he's trying to bite her, isn't he? Yeah, it it trips and um, does damage to itself. (laughs) What about the wolf sharts itself? (laughs) So, okay. So four sharts itself. No. Three, it falls and trips. Yeah, it goes to bite her and ends up biting its own leg. <laughs> and falls and trips, falls and bites its own leg. Yep. Okay, falls and trips and bites its own leg. 
Okay, so it managed, it, it bites itself, but it's still going. It's, it's now prone on the floor. Um, back to you, Orwin. Right. It's next to you. It just sort of went to bite and tripped right in front of Alana. Okay. So I can't surprise attack it because it has now taken its turn, as pitiful as it was. So I am going to, uh, again, approach within my 15-foot radius. Actually, no, it's on the floor. I'm going I'm to go right up to it, and I'm going to hit it with my quarterstaff, double-handed. That is an eight. An eight to hit? Yes. <laughs> so um, your gangliness in this tight alleyway has caused you to miss right. this wolf. I'm going to do my second attack, then my unarmed attack. That's a seven. And you miss as well. So as you try to stamp on it, it moves. Wow. This sucks. I thought he was a good martial artist. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Delvey. You've just seen uh, this wolf fall and bite itself, and as it's done so, um, Justin Bieber has um, <laughs> has uh, has missed its attacks. To be fair, I did swing for it just as it was falling down, so I missed it because I didn't anticipate it was going to fall. So, is the wolf? Does the wolf know I'm there? Can I still get away with a? The sneak wolf doesn't know that you're there. Okay, so I can still get away with a sneak um, attack. It's your view of it is blocked by Alana. Okay, so I can still get away with a sneak attack. Yeah. So I can sneak attack with a finesse weapon, and I don't want to use another one of my arrows on this pitiful thing since it's down on the floor. So I'm going to use my sneak attack. You're 50 feet away. Oh no, my view's blocked by Alana. Actually, no, the thing's dead on the floor. One of you guys can finish it off. I'm bored now, so I'm just going to lean against the wall. In true Delvey fashion. Okay. Alana, you're up. Let's axe this up. <laughs> Time to axe it up, baby. Yeah. Axe, axe, baby. I like it. I like it. We got some. Oh, we got some t-shirt ideas here. We got so much merch I for you. Know, yeah. I know. I um, know. Yeah. Let's axe it up. Okay. Roll your d20 to see if you can hit it. Okie dokie. Oh, the anticipation. The anticipation. Fourteen. Hits. So roll, roll to see how much damage. 10 plus, 10 plus 3. 13. 13 damage. So as you lift this great axe up and you slam it down on this wolf, how do you kill it? Ooh. I mean, you've got enough damage to decapitate it. Let's go for it. Chop its head off. Chop its head off. So you lift up this axe high above your head and the wolf doesn't even have a chance to whimper. It's dead. <gasps> oh, I feel quite sad now. <laughs> In the in the distance, you see a wolf with red eyes looking at you, and it turns and it, it disappears. That fucker's coming back. <laughs> These wolves had blue eyes. Oh, so they're like night walkers. Well, they're nice wolves, and you've just obliterated them. <gasps> Don't say that. Wasn't me. So you're finished leaning against the wall. Navu decides to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's he been? Where the fuck was he? <laughs> He, he was licking himself. <laughs> um, Not drinking milk because he's dairy intolerant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't like dogs or anything like dogs. He's Fair a enough. cat, so he sort of hid. Um, and I forgot about him. <laughs> Navu says, uh, <clears throat> right, we're nearly here. Let, let's go. Come on. And you start to approach the last house. And that's the end of the session. Thank you so much for listening. We've had a great time. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you have, check out our website, thatdndshow.com. We're on all the socials too. Write in, let us know what you thought. Who or what do you think's behind these murders? Also, I'd like to thank Andrew for doing the voice of Barry the Centaur. If you too would like to be on the show as a voice, then go to our website, click apply to be a voice and send us a clip of you reading one of our scripts. If you're enjoying listening to the show, please consider supporting us on patreon.com slash that D&D show. It really helps us out and allows us to keep making shows and uploading content. Thanks so much, guys. You're welcome. I'll see you in the next episode. Any early thoughts on who the murderer might be? It was the butler that did it. Murderer? What? Where have I been? What murderer? Where have you been? We've already investigated one body. Is it Navu? Is it the private investigator?